Welcome to Catholic Economics. Today is July 25th, 2020, and I'm your host, Levi Russell. Today I want to talk about the just price, and I'm going to rely on some information from one of the recent Leonine Institute publications, which I'll leave a link to in the show notes. And I'm going to tackle this from a couple of different angles. I'm also going to have an article, an uh, uh, economics journal article by Father Bernard Dempsey that goes through the history of the concept of the just wage and explains uh, pretty well, I think, Aquinas' Aquinas's perspective and those who kind of came after Aquinas. So look for those. Uh, the, the Dempsey article, you'll have to, I'll, I'll put a link, but you'll have to find it via some kind of university resource or some kind of uh, uh, resource like that. But if you can't access it, then please let me know. Uh, you can send me an email or you can contact me on Twitter and I'll uh, figure out how to get it to you. Before I get started on all that, uh, I want to remind you that I have support links in the show notes. You can support the podcast through Anchor, and there should be links for that if you're using a podcast app. You can also check out my Patreon or Subscribestar, and you can also, um, yeah, there's a, there's a tip jar in there. If, you, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, that's great. I appreciate it. Please share and, uh, and all of that. But also, uh, I, I run an ad at the end of each episode on the podcast. So uh, if you download it on a podcast app, that helps me out too. I'm really trying to make uh, this and the Institute a bigger part of my, uh, my daily life because, um, you know, we're getting pay cuts at work and, and you know, things with universities are pretty crazy. So <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll get started now. So the just price is an important concept in Catholic social teaching, and, and Father Pesh in his book, uh, Ethics in the National Economy, tells us that uh, the, the, the writing on usury, the, the, the church's perspective on usury, comes from uh, a similar um, logic, that, you know, as similar to the just price. And so, you know, just price is a very important thing for us to be talking about. And thankfully, one of the research associates with the Leonine Institute uh, sent us a submission on the just price, and we were happy to publish that very recently here. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave a link to that article. Uh, it's very short. It's, a, it's what we call at the Institute a position paper. And so it's, it's intended to just simply lay out uh, our perspective on some important topic within Catholic social teaching. And to make it understandable uh, to a wide audience and to be useful for politicians if they're uh, looking for some kind of a position on an issue. So the great thing about this piece, I think, is that it, it's, it focuses on just price from the perspective of profit. So I'm going to take two perspectives today when I, when I lay this out for just price. So um, Anthony Gentile 
who is the he's a seminarian uh, up in the Northeast that has uh, who who laid this out. I think he did a great job explaining the just price from the perspective of profit. And so, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that he's laying out uh, what the practical measurement should be in an economy for for us to determine whether or not the price of something is just. Um, and so what he what he talks about here is that uh, he talks about the concept of selling things selling something for more than it's worth, right? And so how do we how do we deal with that morally? How do we think about that? So putting aside the issue of determining what it's worth for a second, right? So we got to determine what it's worth, but let's put that aside for a second. So he he explains very carefully in here, I think, that if you know you have two people selling, you have two people in a transaction. Well, uh, you know we we don't want um, you know any any kind of deceit, right? We don't want uh, he, he uses Peter and John. So if if Peter sells something to John at a price above its value, then um, you know Peter has by deceit. Then Peter has done something bad to John, right? So this isn't. So if you fool someone into paying too much money for something, um, you know you've you've committed a sin against them, right? This is a this is a bad thing. Um, and also, if you on the other side of the transaction, right? If John buys something from Peter and he deceives Peter and and pays less than the value of that thing to Peter, right? Again, he has done he has he has committed a sin against Peter, and so this is um, this is not a good thing, right? So if um, if we have a situation where you know someone has an advantage over someone um, that this is another issue right so we have this deceit issue and of course you know if if, if we we don't have uh, deceit involved then the then we kind of have to think about a, a slightly different way of, of going about this so one of the other things that's really important in Catholic social teaching is the sort of power over someone else right and so and in and, and the the Pope's really discussed this well, I think, and it sounds it can sound a bit lefty to people, and so I you know I want to tread lightly here when I'm explaining this, but um, like I've said in the past, you know you you have to really get your head out of this framing of left versus right and the way secular politics works and the way secular politics ends up making us think, and we need to think about social policy and, and economic policy in the way that the, that the, the church is, is asking us to think about them. So one of the things that's relevant to the just prices is power in the transaction, right? So if we have Peter and John and uh, Peter has, for some reason, some kind of big advantage over John, um, and he uses that to uh, make John pay more, right? Pay Peter more money for that good. Uh, then the use of that power is uh, is is also uh, a violation of the just price, right? So if um, you know, we, so we can talk about in economics things like you know, sort of market power, right? That's that's where we go to immediately for this. So knowledge of the value of the thing itself um, could be a power situation. It could be a situation where you know maybe Peter is John's employer, right? And so he has he has advantages over John in other areas. Um, that he might, you know, John might fear retaliation from Peter. And so he, he pays a lower price because he's afraid if he doesn't, you know, 
request, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't force Peter to charge him a fair price for that thing, then he'll, um, you know, then Peter will enact some kind of revenge on him or something like that. Right. So we have to be, I think we have to be cognizant of these power relationships. So then, uh, Mr. Gentile goes into a discussion of, uh, more explicitly about profit and in Catholic social teaching, we, profit is okay. And by profit, we mean, uh, you know, something paid to the, the, the owner of a business or something like that. Right. So, um, we have different ways of describing profit, accounting profit being simply, uh, the amount of money left over from revenue after all the expenses are paid. But then in economics, we have these other cost concepts like opportunity cost and things like this. Right. And so, my reading of this is that the church is totally fine with profit in either case. It's just is that profit in line with justice, right? Were all of those transactions, all of those expense transactions, um, and those revenue transactions, were those com- completed in a just manner, right? And so the the example that Mr. Gentile gives us is uh, an iPhone 11. So he shows that. Uh, the total cost of production outside of marketing and research and development, right? Cause these are overhead. Uh, and so they're hard to sort of assign to, um, you know, the specific value of a phone, but the, the production cost is $490 and that the sale price is almost $1,100. So that's crazy. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a ton of money. Um, and, you know, sometimes they can get as high if you have a little bit more memory in them or whatever, uh, they can get up to fifteen hundred dollars, uh, which is a lot of money for uh, a phone. Right. And, and if you think about this, you know, the production cost doesn't change if it has, uh, you know, 512 gigabytes of memory or 64 gigabytes. I mean, those are the production cost isn't really going to change there. Um, and so, you know, is it plausible, you know, that that this. Uh, you know, the, the profit is two thirds of this transaction, right? Two thirds of that $1,500 price is profit. Uh, you know, and obviously they're not just covering marketing and R and D with that. So, you know, is it plausible that that, that represents a just price for that product? Uh, you know, it's kind of strange, um, to, to think through this and, and, and I'm going to get to, uh, Dempsey stuff here in just a moment. But I think this is, is an important question, and it's possible that we could answer in the affirmative, right? We could answer in the affirmative and say, you know, okay, maybe that is a just profit. And so maybe the, you know, $1,500 is a just price for an Apple iPhone, right? Um, and I think we need to be cognizant of the difference between needs and wants as well. So if um, we're talking about someone making, you know, a 300% profit on food, I think that's a completely different, you know, food, food or housing or, you know, basic transportation, basic things like this. Uh, I think that is a different scenario. Different. Those are different discussions than, you know, maybe uh, uh, something, you know, maybe we consider an iPhone a luxury good. So maybe we, you know, that, that part is relevant as well. Um, so I think, you know, this is a great article. I think you should read it. I think it's got a lot of good information and I think it makes us think very practically about the way a just price should be considered and that um, the, that just profit is a very important part of just price that we, there's nothing wrong with saying that there is excessive profit taking and that we need to figure out, um, 
you know, how, you know, the, uh, uh, we need to, to figure out how to have leaders who are going to uh, be able to practically apply this type of teaching. So in, the, in uh, Father Dempsey's article, uh, Father Bernard Dempsey was a Jesuit uh, priest who was also an economist, and he, he got his Ph.D. at Harvard under Joseph Schumpeter, which if you're uh, into economics and all, and, and, and Austrian economics in specific, you'll recognize that name. Uh, but he was a professor at St. Louis University and at uh, Marquette uh, for, for a long time. And he, he's written several articles that I'm going to uh, be talking more about as we, as we go here. But uh, for this specific uh, episode, I want to I touch on uh, an article he wrote on the just price. And what, what he does in this article is he starts with the, the Greeks and he starts with Augustine. And he talks about this concept of the just price and how it's sort of changed over time. And of course, you know, he discusses Aquinas because Aquinas is, is uh, obviously a giant for uh, any kind of moral theology. And he goes through and, and essentially by the end of the article, he has kind of laid out three things that in, from his point of view, are determinant of the just price, right? So now we're going to be talking about the value of that good, right? So before I was talking about more practical issues like profit and sort of simpler things like, you know, one person having an advantage over another or one person being deceitful to another person. But this this article is more theoretical um, and I think harder to uh, really implement as uh, some kind of a policy. But I think it helps us to understand uh, the, the economic theory helps us understand the underlying issues here and to, to, to help guide, I think, wise policy. So at the end of the article, Father Dempsey is laying out his perspective on the just price and what, we, what, what the best writing uh, to that time, uh, the article's, I don't know, 50 years old or so, to that time had, had told us about the just price. And so we have this idea that um, the first thing, the most important thing that Father Dempsey says is, is relevant to the just price is the use value of something. So a great example of this would be, let's say uh, I'm uh, in, I've been in the desert for a week and I'm, uh, it's very hot and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm on knocking on death's door. Right. And you are in this, uh, you know, little oasis or this little town and you have some water, right. And I'm crawling up out of the desert towards the town. And here you see me and you think, aha, I have an opportunity here. I have this bottle of water in my hand and I could, I bet I could sell it to this guy for a ton of money. I bet he would pay all kinds of money for this bottle of water because he, is, you know, he's on the, the brink of death. He's going to die if he doesn't drink something. So, you know, you come to me and you say, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have a drink of this bottle of water, but it's going to cost you 500 bucks, man. Uh, so is that, is that just, is that, is that a just transaction if I pay you $500 for that bottle? And so number one, you know, so we can think about the, the, the previous uh, discussion that, that Mr. Gentile is telling us, right? So number one, you know, that, that, that bottle of water couldn't have cost you more than a dollar or two to procure, right? So we have a, a very high rate of profit in this transaction uh, that, that probably isn't just. Um, and number two, 
you know, there's, there's a sort of a, a power difference here because I, you know, you have me at a huge disadvantage, right? So maybe you're not being deceitful. I mean, we, we both know that a bottle of water costs about two bucks, right? But, uh, we also know that, you know, in this situation, if I, if I, there's no other source of water, well, you know, you kind of have me at a disadvantage. So what am I supposed to do? Right. So from a, from, from that perspective, you know, clearly there's something wrong here. Um, and from a use value perspective, right, that bottle of water is just as serviceable as a, as a bottle of water to, to you or anyone else. I mean, you know, uh, that, that bottle of water might bring me back from the brink of death in this case, but it's still just, uh, you know, a 20 ounce bottle of water. It's not anything, uh, it's not anything special. It's usefulness is to, uh, sustain us. Right. So, uh, that is the purpose of it and that is its use. So father Dempsey talks about use value as something that's objective. So it, um, and obviously it's, it's changeable, right? So a, a certain volume of water, uh, could be serviceable as, you know, something to help you clean your hands with, or something to use for you to drink water with. So, you know, it, in its use, in the differences of its use, it can have different uh, use values, but uh, so it's not it's not inherent to the object itself necessarily, but it but it's it's inherent to the form that it takes. Uh, so if we if we put the water in a bottle and and we make it drinkable and all these sorts of things, you know, it, it has its use uh, in that sense. Whereas if we you know put it in a pipe and and uh, put it in a sink, and maybe we put it with some soap or something, right? That's a different use. And so, um, it would have a different value. Um, and, and so you can see how, you know, practically speaking, we have to, we have to figure out how to sort this out. Um, but, but from a theoretical, theoretical perspective, that use value isn't, uh, isn't different just because someone is desperate to have it. So that's the first component. The second component he talks about is scarcity. So it's just how, how limited is the availability of this thing? Um, and so if you studied economics at all, you kind of understand, you know, this is a supply issue, right? This is, this is an issue of, of the, the availability of something. And so that, again, Father Dempsey tells us is an objective thing. It's not, it's not inherent to the subject. It's not inherent to the person making the transaction. Um, and so scarcity, he says, is relevant. You know, if, if something is very dear, something is very precious, then, uh, and it's very limited, then we, we are justified in some sense in, in altering the, um, the, the, the price for that good. But we also have to think more systemically about this, right? So if the, the reason why that thing is scarce is because the, the policy regime itself or certain specific policies within the government make it scarce and it shouldn't be scarce, well, then we have a different sort of problem. Uh, and we have to uh, we have to address that scarcity uh, in a different context than simply uh, you know um, thinking only about the price of it, right? So uh, this is where I, I I think it's perfectly fine to talk about uh, price uh, price controls uh, to an extent, and and this is where Father Pesh in his book. Um, 
ethics in the national economy. He talks about the just price as a range, right? We, we want to set a range on these things. Um, and if, if that has certain consequences for surpluses or uh, shortages, or if it has certain consequences for, um, for policy and incentives, then so be it, right? We have to, in the practical sense, have this range of prices that, uh, at least for necessities, as Father Passionate points out, at least for necessities, we have to have this range of prices so that you know, someone is able to provide for themselves. It's good for us to be able to work and provide for ourselves. And and uh, Leo the Thirteenth and Rerum Novarum makes very clear that uh, it is good for us to work for what we have. We shouldn't just be on the dole. We shouldn't just be given money uh, like the Marxists would want us to uh, live our lives. So those are very important things. Um, and so that, so, uh, scarcity is the second. And then the third consideration is sort of the subjective estimation of the value of the thing, right? So that's the third component. So that one is subjective, uh, f- uh father Dempsey tells us, but it's, it's also, uh, just one of the three components of, uh, the, the, this idea of a just price. And so, um, of course, you know, when we're talking about, especially when we're talking about things that aren't necessities, it's, it's certainly possible for the value of something to fluctuate over time. It's certainly possible for the value of something to, um, uh, to fluctuate based on the, the, the subjective desire for that thing, uh, of, you know, for, from the buyer's perspective or the seller's perspective. And so th- those, those things are, um, you know, that, that, that is certainly an, an important consideration when we're talking about the just price of anything. Uh, but again, I think we, we have to think about this in, in particular contexts, right? If we're, if we're talking about, uh, you know, merely something that's beautiful and, and that we like, um, or something that we enjoy versus something that's something, something that we need, something we must have to sustain our life, uh, sort of in the, the ordinary fashion, uh, for the, the society we find ourselves in, then we have to, I think, make adjustments and we have to understand that the subjective component is not everything, right? The, the, the use value of the thing and, uh, its scarcity are also very important. And if we're talking about necessities and, and again, it takes the wisdom of the, uh, you know, the, the political leader to determine what, what a necessity would be. If we're talking about necessities, then, then, um, I think we're in a different position with respect to what, um, what that, that just price ought to be. So those are just some thoughts on the just price. And I really, I'm going to put some links. I'm going to put a link to our just price article that we have this position paper. Um, I'm going to put a link to Father Dempsey's piece. I'm going to real. I'm going to, I'm going to link to ethics in the national economy by Father Pesh. I'm going to really suggest that you pick that up because it's a fantastic book and it, it really does a good job. I think laying out some of these practical issues. I'll also link to Quadragissimo Anno and Rerum Novarum because I think those are super important to read and to understand the broader context of the just price. The just price isn't just, um, you know, a way of you know setting specifically what a price ought to be. Right? It's not. It's not that. It's not a. It's not the the uh, price control that you learn about in Econ One Hundred and One. It's, uh, it's, it's part of a broader policy regime that ensures that um, our work is productive for us and that we are um, 
able to provide for ourselves, at least for our necessities, uh, in a way that is in accordance with uh, the justice that um, God has laid out for us through the magisterium. And so I want to say thanks for listening. And uh, again, if, I, if you uh, have any questions or you want to talk with me, uh, please send me an email and check out my interview with uh, uh, Timothy Flanders on the meaning of Catholic on his page on YouTube. Thanks for listening.